0: It is now time to Experience the Buzz, a podcast that takes an inside look at amazing people doing amazing things. Get ready for some great conversation that will be fascinating, educational, and inspiring. We will also leave room to help small businesses in a big way. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur, Steve Buzzard.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome in. It is Experience the Buzz. I'm your host, Steve Buzzard. Spring is just around the corner. Cannot wait. So excited for today's episode and a brand new format. Today, we are featuring in episode 115. It's Serena Paulson. She is the owner of Willow Salons. There are four locations uh, in Sacramento, Roseville, Fair Oaks, and her newest, uh, which opened up a year and a half ago, Elk Grove. Today, we're going to tell the story of Serena. She is a Sacramentan, and it's a great story. Another great story of an entrepreneur and a small business owner. More on Serena in just a moment. It's now time for What's the Buzz. So in What's the Buzz, today we highlight the fact that we are trying something brand new. So we are still doing a full interview, but what we're going to do is we're going to divide it in half. So you're going to get part one today, which will uh, be two segments, and then you'll get the other half next week. The thought was, as I was doing my research, and listen, I'm just trying to you know grow uh, with this podcast, maybe try some new things. Is that my conversations? I never want to cheat the conversation, so I'm not going to shortcut, right? So my conversations are anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. I I think we've had some that have gone up to two hours or so. But I understand as a podcast listener uh, that you may want the shorter version. So that's what we're doing here is we're basically taking the same interview and we're just chopping it in half. Okay. And of course it'll bridge all together. And so hopefully that will work for you. And of course, I would love your feedback uh, because that is very important. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. So let's get to it. Serena Paulson, Willow Salons. Uh, Man, just a great story that is going to unfold today. First of all, the personal story and then everything behind her business. So without further ado, enjoy the conversation. everyone and welcome in I'm your host Steve Buzzard this is experience the buzz we are in the month of March and we are speaking with Serena Paulson that's right she is owner of Willow salons which is a actually a collection of Aveda salons now first of all Serena did I say that right did I say Aveda correctly
2: that's perfect
1: yes I didn't even ask on that so Serena it's so great to have you and uh, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. I'm honored to be here.
1: Yeah. And it was great. We were just talking before we got on. It's like you said, you've done a lot of big things, but you've never done a podcast. And that always gets me excited too, because like... That, like, speaks to this format that has literally, like, blown up. It's the reason I got into it. It it was kind of untapped, and now every it seems like everybody wants to do a podcast, but the key now is longevity. And I'm happy to say you represent episode number 115. So we get to tell your story today. So Serena, as I said, is the owner of uh, Willow Salons. Those of you that are here in Sacramento, you may recognize that. Uh, Located at 2527 Fair Oaks Boulevard in Lomans Plaza. But she's got four locations. She's got one in Roseville, in the popular Fountains area, uh, Fair Oaks, and Elk Grove. And uh, so, I'm so excited to hear about your story. First and foremost, maybe explain to the people what Willow Salons is all about.
2: Sure. So, we are an exclusive Aveda salon. We're not a franchise. Uh, We're a woman-owned business. I'm privately owned. Um, But what that means, essentially, is that we have a partnership to carry exclusive Aveda products, both from what we use to perform services to what we sell in the retail area. Um, And, you know, the most important thing about Aveda is that we're 100% vegan, Okay. um, product. So, um, you know, that as, as people focus on their health and wellness journey, a lot of folks, especially after the pandemic are really focused on what am I putting in my body? What am I using on my body? Um, and that includes your hair, um, and your scalp. So, um, you know, we're really proud to be an exclusive Veda salon and be able to offer that to our guests.
1: I love it. And you know, what's fun for me is as I do like kind of research, and everything, like obviously went to your website, willowsalons.com. Um, you know, you've been featured in Sacramento Magazine, uh, Women Who Moved Sacramento. That was in January of 2022. Um, I always like looking at what would be, I guess you would call kind of the mission statement. And it's cool because I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, as an Aveda salon, our mission at Willow Salons is to care for the world we live in from the products we make to the ways in which we give back to society. Mm-hmm. We take this mission to heart and center ourselves around those values. Values. We're a full-service hair salon from cuts to color, color corrections, treatments, hair extensions, and more. And there are three distinctions between us and the competition, our team, our service, and our products. And, you know, it's interesting. Just going through your website, like your website is so clean, Thank so you. informative. And I love websites that you can go to and you say, okay. I get it. So way to go on the mission like statement. And really we're going to dive into a lot because there's your story, but then there's this idea of this team that you built, not for just one store, but four stores. I mean, it's a pretty amazing accomplishment.
2: Thank you. I'm really proud of our team. I mean, it's, it's a people business, right? And we provide services. So that's why we order it in that, in that order on our website, Mm -hmm. starting with team, because I feel like that's really the most important aspect of who we are.
1: All right. And another thing I always like to say is like our connection. So Serena and I are kind of just in the same community. Uh, she has kids that go to school locally here that participated in my program and stuff. So we were connected by Kula, I believe one of your clients and friends and stuff. And she's all, Steve, Steve, you've got to interview Serena Paulson. I'm like, okay, well, I know Serena, what'd she do? And this is the thing that I love again about this format I know you, but I I didn't realize what you did. And so I was very excited as I was kind of diving into this. And so I just love the connection of what Sacramento brings to the table. Would you agree?
2: Oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's so strange. Every time you talk to somebody, there's like that, you know, six degrees of separation or whatever they say. And it's amazing. Um, but also comes with a lot of responsibility, right. Mm -hmm. To make sure that we are doing our part to represent our community properly, to give back to our community, um, and I just really love that about Sacramento
1: absolutely so we 've got to know the story like how did how did Serena Paulson become you know this this owner of four stores? And, you know, it goes back and we should note that you are a Sacramento you said you went to St. Mel. You're telling me went to St. Francis High School. So, you know about Sacramento and your mom and dad are rooted here and everything. And maybe let's just start there, like kind of growing up in Sacramento, because that's truly what the podcast is about. It's about people like you that are great, you know, small business owners, but really know about what the city is all about.
2: Yeah. So as you mentioned, I went to St. Mel's, you know, I've always, I grew up through the Catholic school, um, community and education, which really contributed significantly to who I am as a person and how, um, my husband, and I raise our kids. Um, you know, my mom, as you mentioned, has been a small business owner in the community and very invested for over 30 years. And I think really played a significant role in being an example for me as a woman and, and what it meant to have grit and, Drive, you know, and and really to focus on having a great education so that I could be an independent um, provider um, an independent person in in my life. So, um, you know, I was involved in really sports and all the things, you know, through St. Mel's and St. Francis. Um, so it was, it was great watching my parents do what they did in the community really gave me the, the, you know, tenacity to want to do the same thing and also be that example for my kids.
1: Yeah. And talk about like, I always, always wonder like, where was the seed planted? Like you said, you saw it with your mom and dad and what they were doing, but is there something like in particular, you know, I'm speaking to the entrepreneur in Serena Paulson that, you know, you kind of grabbed onto that. You remember like, okay, this was the moment where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go this direction.
2: Um, You know, I think it was in like my elementary school years when I was watching my mom with her business. Um, You know, she took it over with my grandma and it was, you know, not, I guess, as strong as she had anticipated when she took it over. And um, I just saw her dig in and she would after school, she'd pick up my brother and I and she'd take us back to her office and we would do our homework. And she had a dedicated office there while she was still leading her team and really focused on that. But then I watched as she brought people onto her team as she grew who didn't have family, who didn't have, um, she hired two gentlemen that um, she found sleeping outside of her door downtown and said, go change and, and come back for an interview. And she hired them and they still work for her today. And my dad would go downtown and find them during the holidays, pick them up and bring them to our house for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so I was watching all these things happen, you know, how she was really climbing, you know, in terms of growing this business and becoming successful, but at the same time, giving back. And it was just an example that I think is so powerful for kids and it doesn't necessarily have to be in that way, but it's the message of, you work really hard. You dive in. If it gets hard, you work harder, but then also you acknowledge when you can use that success to help other people do the same thing. Um, and so I was like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to do this. you know, I'm going to yeah. figure out a way to be independent and I always kind of have that drive to be the best I could be at anything I did, but never in a way that would step on someone else as I was doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, It just is something that really motivated me and my mom, I I would say both my parents and my dad was extremely supportive, but that's something only a mom can really give to their daughter is to say like, as women, sometimes you're going to have to work harder, but you really need to be independent. Your goal in life is to go as far as you can and you'll get married someday, but focus on those achievements because then you're going to attract the right person in your life. That's going to support that and really be at the same place that you are.
1: Wow. Serena, that's very powerful. What you just said right there. And what a great example for both your parents to show you. And man, I could just feel that as you were saying that statement, that is good stuff. So you get, you know, through high school and then you're looking onto college, you know, you, you always say like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like for me, I wanted to be a broadcaster and I got to experience that for some time, but that didn't end up being my journey. So that's the other piece of this is like, I love the journey because it kind of changes. So your seed was planted pretty early as a kid. But take me through as you're going through high school and then college, like in your mind, what were you setting yourself out to do?
2: So initially, the irony behind all this is that I knew I wanted to be successful, but I wasn't really focused on owning my own business. Um, So I went to undergraduate and graduate school, Sac State, and my major was actually in criminal justice.
1: Nice. Stingers Um, up.
2: Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I actually wanted to work for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. I, mm-hmm. I, um, that was really my focus. Um, and so I, when I was in graduate school, you know, you're assigned a professor that's going to kind of guide you through that whole process. And I went to her um, and I told her what I wanted to do. And she said to me, I don't think you can do that. And you know, that's very opposite of what my mom had always told me, right? So I, and my parents, my dad included, and I'm like, what do you mean? I can do anything I put my mind to. And she said, hear me out. It's not that you can't do it in terms of your skills. It's I don't think you can emotionally handle that. So I'll tell you what, I want you to go and do a semester um, internship at the Sacramento Children's Receiving Home. And I want you to report back to me and let me know if you still want to do that job. If you do, I know because she used to be an FBI agent. I know people there, and I'll get you a job. Wow! So I reported on my first day um, to the Sacramento Children's Receiving Home, and that day was just very eye-opening and very heartbreaking. And I I made it through the entire semester, and I did it. But she was right. I knew that working in that environment is really taxing and heartbreaking. Right? You wanna you have that feeling like you just wanna save everybody, but you. You can only do what you can do. Um, and so I went back to her and I said, I could do it, but I don't know that I want to do it. I don't know that I can emotionally. So we kind of refocused. Um, at the same time as that happened, I had been working in loss prevention at JCPenney, arresting shoplifters, which was kind of along the lines of... <laughs> I agree. And by the way, I was the only female on the team. Let's go. (laughs) My brother worked there and I beat them on the number of apprehensions hands down all the time because no one suspected me. Um, (laughs) But
1: you um, arrested shoplifters. I I love that. I I mean, who can say that they've done that? That's that's a great thing.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it was was fun. You know, um, it was fun. And and I had it kind of a, a, you know it kind of a thing on my side was that I didn't, nobody suspected me as lost prevention. They suspected the guys, but not me. So anyways, um, the manager of the store came to me at JCPenney and was like, Hey, you know, we really think that you should consider going into the management training program. I was like, Oh, I'm in grad school and I'm going to work in criminal justice. And it was kind of when the economy was changing and there was some, you know, budgetary restrictions and hiring restrictions at some of the police departments and stuff. And so my parents, both were like, you know what, this is really good for your resume. You should, you should take this opportunity that presented itself, learn what you can from it. If it works out great, if not, you can course correct and do what you want to do. Um, and so the rest is kind of history. I, you know, started the management training program and I, in a pretty quick, in a pretty quick time frame ascended, um, through the JCPenney corporation, which ultimately led me to Texas, um, to the corporate office.
1: Okay, so she Serena was in mm-hmm. Sacramento, everybody, and then made her way to Texas because of her work with J.C. Penney. What were the things that you did for J.C. Penney in your, I believe, almost seven years uh, with the company?
2: So I was there actually. I was here seven years, but I was there almost fifteen. Oh, um,
1: okay, okay, combined. Okay, yeah, got it. So,
2: so I worked in the stores. I um, started as managing departments. I worked at the Sunri- the Roseville Mall is where I started, in the Gallery Mall. Then I went to Citrus Heights. Um, I went to the Arden Fair Mall to that JCPenney. I eventually moved to Modesto where I was the assistant store manager of that store. Um, And then I was put on a special assignment um, to lead the company in a kind of uh, operational cost-saving measure um, Mm -hmm. where we evaluated kind of how some operations needed to change in the stores. Um, And so I moved to Dallas for that, which is where Um, I worked on the project with my now husband um, and made some amazing friends, and we traveled the entire United States, visited stores all over the country. Um, I did that for about two years, Um, and then I ran the flagship JCPenney store in, in Texas, um, and then from there, I went to back to the corporate office where I was director of operations for all 949 JCPenney hair salons, oh which is goodness. where I was um, kind of really fully indoctrinated in the industry, learned a oh. lot about industry standards, learned about the business, right? Um, and then I continued to run a merchandise division before um, we relocated back to Sacramento.
1: Wow. Everybody, did you take that all in? I mean, what an incredible journey. So, you know, we're we're doing a new format where we're going to have part one of our conversation with Serena and then the following week, part two. And there's so much to uncover. So you're still going to get a full interview. Uh, but before we break here in part one, I want to ask you, what were your biggest takeaways from what looks like and sounds like an amazing experience with Penney? Oh,
2: my gosh. I learned so much about business. Um, I had amazing leaders. So I think number one was that a leader is only as good as their team. Okay. Um, that was probably the most powerful thing that I learned. Um, and then the second most powerful thing would be that it's a leader's responsibility to reinvest in their team, um, and pay that for it. It really centers mm-hmm. around people. So number one it's who, who you have on your team is going to be who helps you move the needle. Right. And number two is, then how do you grow your team? How do you develop them? How do you advance them? Um, And then I would just say the third thing is really I learned my business acumen. Hands down, I learned my business acumen. I wouldn't have been able to weather this storm for the last couple of years had I not had the various experiences that I did at JCPenney.
1: Absolutely love it. Okay, well, great first segment. And so we're going to kind of bridge that into the kind of Serena then moving from J.C. JCPenney into what would be ultimately her independent adventure, which is what we're talking about today, which is Willow Salons. So we'll take a break, hear from our amazing sponsors. We got three of them and come back with the second half of this great conversation with Serena Paulson, again, owner of Willow Salons with four locations in Sacramento, Roseville, Fair Oaks, and Elk Grove. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. All right, segment one in the books. It's now time to thank our sponsors, our five stitch and print, Pit Boss Jerky, and Little Whale Swim School. Starting with Little Whale Swim School, just so you know, each of the people that I am highlighting today in the, the businesses, the owner has been on the show. So in the case of Little Whale Swim School, premier swim school in Sacramento, Anya Hall. She was featured on episode number six. Check out her story. It's a great one. Um, They are located at forty one oh six. El Camino Avenue it's always packed when I'm driving by there it's near by my house and um I will just tell you this go to the website littlewellswim.com or you can call them directly at 916-790 Five nine four five. It's always summer at Little Whale. Here's the two big things. They've got classes for everybody. They specialize mostly in young kids, but there are adult classes as well. They also have um, opportunities to work with the summer just around the corner, and it's an indoor facility. So that means you're going to have a nice warm pool, very comfortable, good, good stuff. Next up, Pit Boss Jerky, uh, Joe Green, the Pit Boss. Uh, he is the mad scientist be- behind the best beef jerky, I think, in the world. I'm just going to go ahead and make that statement he's got 12 amazing flavors his story was told in episode number 26 check out we've got a flavor that is named after the show that's right he's been with me since day one so that's almost two plus years Uh, and it is called yes experience the buzz I will tell you other great flavors that I enjoy raspberry apple chipotle which has a little bite to it more bite than experience the buzz and then a big favorite is island teriyaki and that's just three of the 12 flavors to find out more he has actually got his beef jerky in all All of the Amy Hardware um, locations, two in Sacramento and the newest in El Dorado Hills. And you can also find them in Knee Deep Brewery in auburn and if you can't get to those places you can call and get on the order board at 916-769-6807 and finally we want to thank r5 stitch and print owner troy rousey great community guy his story a good one is featured in episode 25 go in the archives and check that out you can go to uh, r5print.com uh, they've got plenty to choose from it when it comes to screen printing and embroidery. A lot of what I get done has been done by Troy. And that's kind of our trade and why he's a sponsor on the show. And I love having him. And of course, they can take care of all your company swag orders. They got a graphic design artist and will take good, good care of you. So again, R5 Stitch and Print, Pit Boss Jerky and Little Will Swim School. We love you. We thank you for being a part of Experience the Buzz. Now let's get back to the final piece of part one of my conversation with Serena Paulson
0: like what you hear so far make sure you never miss an episode of experience the buzz by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support it means everything now back
1: to the show All right, welcome back. Yes, we are with Serena Paulson. She is the owner of Willow Salon. She's Sacramento. uh, As she had spoken in the first segment, went to St. Mel, St. Francis High School, Stingers Up, Sac State, uh, did a little stint in Texas while she worked for JCPenney, an amazing experience that she was able to share with us. And so she kind of answered the question. You answered the question because I was like, how do you go from JCPenney to then going, okay, Willow Salons, right? And you kind of said it in there is that there was a portion of your experience with JCPenney in which you were able to see kind of the hair salon experience so now take me to that transition of you coming back to Sacramento getting at the tail end of your JCPenney experience and now saying it's time to be an entrepreneur yes
2: yeah, so of course during that time I married my husband and um, so we had a two and a half year old and a seven week old and it was challenged we didn't have any family in Dallas um, and obviously based on what I shared with you in our last segment, family is so important. And, you know, I really wanted my kids to grow up around their grandparents especially and, you know, their extended family. So we decided to make the journey back to Sacramento. um, And I took a little bit of time off since Carter was only seven weeks old. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to get back and, you know, here's the thing. and And I think for any women that are listening, especially those starting out their careers, you know, people tell you, you can do everything as a woman, but there is that real mom guilt, right? There's that feeling of, I want to satisfy all the things that I've done to get to this point in my life. Like being a mom is a huge accomplishment and mm-hmm. probably my most important title. But there's a whole other part of me that is missing if I don't use all the things that I work so hard to do to get to this point. But when you have a demanding job in corporate America, it's hard. It's hard to be present for Valentine's parties and St. Patrick's day parties, but also be present for board meetings and all the things. And so when we moved back here, I was like, I want to go back to work, but I want to work in a capacity that allows me to, to do my most important thing, which is to be a mom, but also satisfy the side of me that I've worked so hard to get to this point. So I started searching for, you know, um, companies like to purchase. And obviously I think it's always smart to kind of venture into something that you have some idea about, right. Or, right. um, and so I saw that Willis lawns were for sale. Um, this was in November of 2019. Wow. So, so I
1: mean, not long ago, right. Not
2: long ago. And also only what, three and a half months before the start. Of yes. The pandemic.
1: Yes. <laughs> I
2: have a crystal ball. <laughs> um, so that's okay. So, um, I, you know, told my husband, I said, I need to go back to work. And he was, he agreed in the sense that he could tell that just like from an emotional standpoint, like I was struggling to not to feeling like I was missing a part of myself. Um, and so the kids start, you know, well, Kate, especially was starting preschool. And, um, so we started researching and I saw that Willis were for sale. So reached out and, and kind of started investigating and do the due diligence process and, Um, The rest is kind of history. took ownership right before Thanksgiving of 2019.
1: Okay. And I, I see, I like to pull the curtain back even a little bit more because I think this is interesting. First of all, you're doing a great job of speaking to just like women as owners, you know, becoming a mom and what that looks like and trying to establish the balance. And then there's this part of, okay, you establish getting and purchasing Willis Lawn. Take me into that. Like, what does that look like? What is the process of that happening and then becoming, you know, something that's complete?
2: So, there, oh gosh, there's so many aspects to that. Obviously, first you want to look at the financials, the p and You want to do your due diligence, right, to really dive in. Um, to understand that you want to. So that's the first thing. The other thing that I did was a SWOT analysis. What are the strengths of the business? What are the parts that seem to be the weaknesses, opportunities, threats? What are the things that you're going to have to do right away? What's the cost implications of those things? You mentioned in our last segment, a website, the website you see today is not the website that existed (laughs) before, right? Right. Um, There's all those parts and pieces that are going to cost money to kind of really, make a, a true impact on the business. So you have to make sure that number one, not only can you afford to buy the business, but do you have the capital to be able to invest in what's needed to get it to where you want to go? Um, then for me, it was looking at the team. Um, the difference in our industry is that the revenue is tied to the staff, right? The stylists are the ones that are impacting, um, the, our guest experience. Anytime you have a service industry, um, that you're looking at, it is definitely different than a retail, for example, the product stays, even if somebody's not working behind the register. So there's all those dynamics that you really have to consider the business model, um, because you want to retain your staff, just so many things that you have to take into consideration.
1: Okay. So then take me to the part, cause this is always the fun part that I love asking small business owners is when you make that purchase and what was the first location and opening the door for the first time, you know, you've got everything in place. And then we talk about opening the door. We just had Amy Brown on from Insta physique and just hearing her talk about like, you know, yeah, opening the door and hoping, you know, we did all the marketing and hoping people would come kind of thing you know, there's that anticipation. What was that like for you?
2: So we had three locations at that time. We had Rose- okay. Fair Oaks and Sacramento. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the original three locations. And so, you know, for me, it was number one was making sure that my staff felt secure. Right. It was having them feel that's that's scary, right? Especially with a lot of single moms on our team. We have a lot of, um, you know, head of household providers. And so the first order of business was for me to meet with them and to let them know their job was, jobs were secure, to talk to them and excite them around what our mission was going to be that you read earlier, how we were going to accomplish that together as a team. We did that in our, in our Roseville location. And then shortly after we had it, Piotti's actually in the private room at okay. dinner with our team. Um, and so that was the first order of business. And then we kind of took them through what we wanted to accomplish in the first year. I think bringing your team along with you on that journey is so powerful because it makes them feel a part of something bigger. I tell my team all the time, this is our salon. This is not my salon. It is our salon. It is our brand and what each of us does every single day is super important. Um, so that was really kind of the first thing we did. And then of course there's all of the logistics, you know, changing all, of, all the things, right, the locks, Kind of all that stuff. Um, so really, it was just focusing on the team. Then, of course, we sent out a letter to all of our guests. Um, I introduced myself. Um, really talked about what we wanted to do in the salons and how we were going to continue to elevate their experience.
1: Okay, so three locations. What what was the reason behind three locations? Like in my mind, I think okay, we'll start with one. See how that goes. <laughs> Open a second, maybe go to a third, and so on and so forth, but you opened three. What was the thinking behind that?
2: Well, they were pre-existing businesses, right? And so so we purchased all three, just especially from a branding perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I I didn't want to have a situation where multiple people own the same brand. It's very hard to control, you know, from a brand equity perspective. Um and so we purchased all three of those initially.
1: Okay. So, and here's the other thing. And I, this came up with Amy as well, because she has a location in Sacramento and Roseville. We talked about the different dynamics of the different areas. And it's kind of cool because I feel like you've covered like all four cornerstones of where Sacramento is right. Sacramento, Roseville, Elk Grove, Fair Oaks. Can you speak to that? Is there a difference?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. There's, there's a distinct difference, um, you know, in terms basically from the services that we are the, the highest demand services, I should mm-hmm. say, um, probably first and foremost. So, you know, we'll get, um, for example, um, maybe some more blonding and more traditional type services in Roseville, whereas our Sacramento location, we have a lot of requests for fashion colors or some more cutting edge type haircuts and things of that nature. So, but the interesting part about that is that whenever we have an application from a stylist, they typically trend towards the same location, um, as the clients that they serve, you know, they kind of get their niche. Some of them like to do more fashion colors. Some like to do more highlighting. Um, and so that's what I love about our company is that our stylist population, our team is a direct reflection of the community that we serve.
1: Okay. I love that. Okay, great. And, and I was curious too, with the design So so you, like you purchase it, do you have control, like over the design and the fonts and the colors and all that stuff? You can make it your own.
2: Yes. So, because we we're privately owned, we actually okay. rebranded. So, you know, obviously there were some distractions that first year because we had the start of the pandemic. But our our number one focus the first year was to rebrand, to center our team around the mission statement, to figure out what we needed to do in terms of, you know, um, staff retention. Um, guest retention. We really focused on kind of at the ground level. Um, and then we built upon from there.
1: Okay. And so what we're going to do is I, I would like you to kind of close this part of today's podcast with just like, you know, the information and then the services you provide. And then the beautiful thing is that we're going to continue the conversation and go deeper. Cause I want to talk more about team. I want to talk more about you as a leader, not only for your salon, but what you've done here in Sacramento, because a lot of people know who you are, which I think is just tremendous and great and everything. And then just kind of like your leadership qualities and like words of wisdom that you could give other entrepreneurs there. You've been able to outline today, I think, very beautifully – just the experience that you got from J.C. JCPenney and even doing the criminal stuff. Like there were parts of that that really came into who you are today. And I like how you spoke to that. And then even going further back, just seeing your mom and dad as true examples of uh, great entrepreneurs and small business owners. So give us the skinny, right? Give us all the details for people. And, of course, we'll put this in the show notes. But I always like the, the person that's on the show to be able to deliver that to the audience.
2: Sure, so as you mentioned, we have one salon in Roseville, which is in the Fountains. Uh, we have another in Fir Oaks, which is on the corner of Sunrise um, in Madison in the print Shopping Center. We have one, one in Lomans Plaza and then one in, in the Elk Grove Commons across from the new Costco there. Um, we're a full-service hair salon, so we do everything hair-related, um, extensions. We even offer, um, our team is certified on alternative hair solutions for people that have thinning or they've lost their hair from some sort of medical diagnosis. Um, we do color, um, cuts, um, we put tinsel in your hair um, if you want to do that, something like that. Um, every Every hair service that you can imagine, we do.
1: Okay. So there you have it. So again, this is a new format. This is only the first half of the conversation. We're going to do it again next week. Really hope you enjoyed uh, this segment. And I know that you're going to enjoy what we have to bring to you next week. So again, it is Serena Paulson. She is the owner of Willow Salons. We've broken it down for you and we hope you enjoyed the conversation. I'll be back with a final word. All right. So there you have it. That is our first half of my conversation with Serena Paulson. Again, brand new format. That's right. We're taking the full conversation, splitting it in half. And so that means we got more to come with Serena Next week, so much good information was delivered today. I hope you really enjoyed it. I know it was just awesome to hear uh, from a small business owner and an entrepreneur like Serena that is right here in Sacramento doing great, great things in the hair salon industry. Again, we're going to dive deeper into that and we're going to talk more about her team and more about the guest experience and then just being from Sacramento. And then next week, she's also going to impart some. Really good pearls of wisdom for any young entrepreneur out there. So without further ado, we just say that's all I got for now. Talk to you
0: next time. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for joining Steve this week on Experience the Buzz. Steve would love to hear from you. Leave a review or contact Steve directly with any questions at scbuzzard at gmail.com. To see the other adventures of Steve Buzzard, be sure to visit buzzardball.com.